Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always is my dear buddy, Dilruk Jaya Singer. Oh, I came in very hot, very loud very on the microphone. Yeah, the microphone is so far away, and I still came in too hot. I think it's because of the enthusiasm that's in me. It's just bursting yeah, out it, of me it because can, of the, happen. the guests that we have. I'm so excited about uh, this gentleman. Has been, I mean, he's been crushing comedy for the last, fuck, I don't know, like 10, 15 years. He's uh, moved to... He moved to England, got even fucking better, and now he's back in Australia for the last few years, and we're lucky enough to gig with him and have him on the podcast. Please welcome the hilarious Johnny Cow. Yeah. Thank you, boys. Johnny, Great Johnny, to be here. Johnny. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. I knew I had. I wanted to desperately get you on the pod because we drove up to a gig in fucking, where did we go? Very good. Barrick, that's right. <laughs> you and, made it sound like it's the country, just the outer suburbs of Melbourne. <laughs> for a bloke who lives in the city, come yeah, on. It's country. it's country, right? That's a country town. But uh, yeah, and then uh, we would chat. I don't even know how we stumbled on it, but I think the, you were talking to me about how in your 20s that you 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 had a full head of hair and you were shredded, essentially, is the whole mm. point. And uh, man, and I, I love that because. The, the elusive abs is something that I constantly think about, about how ridiculously hard it is to get abs. And I'm just in awe of anyone who's at, at some point in their life rocked a six pack. Yeah. So, so let's, let's go back there. Let's what, what, what were you, were you a sporty kid? Uh, yeah, I was always sporty, uh, soccer, football, everything like that, but it didn't change until I looked at my diet. Yeah, right. That, that was the fundamental shift uh, because being raised on a Mediterranean diet with Greek right. parents, it's always olive oil, breads, lots of bread, breads at every meal. And I wasn't getting the results from my abs that I wanted. And it wasn't until uh, I adopted um, just a change in my diet, I realized, okay, that's what will get you shredded. Well, just on, on that though, Ben, you looked at you. You're I'm not a big fan of him, but you like Michael Mosley and a lot yeah. of his stuff, right? And like and wasn't one of the ones the more recent diets that you got on of his uh, Fast 800 or whatever that was called, Fast something, right? Well, there's the Fast 800, and then there's the Fast yeah. 800. He's done a couple because he he's one of those ones who just continually studies and has way too much money to continually uh, do more studies. So then he just keeps updating because the more research you have, the more you update. But well, it all I, comes back down to the to the Mediterranean diet. Like, well, this always, is what I was leading to. Well, first of all, I love I love that you said he has so much too much money. I'm like, well, how do you think he's getting the money? Because he keeps updating the new diet. He goes, oh, I've got a new one now. Oh, this, forget the old one. This. But is he's the one, one of these is. rare ones who gets quite a substantial. I've, I've been looking into it because I'm fascinated. Yes, he does quite well with the books. But he also gets quite a lot of government funding as well, which mm-hmm. I, I I don't know where the blurred lines is. Where, but again, I guess the whole point is he is doing research. To better people's lives so mm. you know like it's always that thing where it's um yeah he keeps he keeps reinventing himself and updating the stuff he does rather than just going well this is a quick fad he just keeps building on the strength of what he's well, done. well i think I, I i get that i get that but at the same time i also find it a little bit like i don't know there's something unsettling about you know saying oh you got to buy this next thing to understand what where things are at so for example i'll contrast that with the barefoot investor right his principles are essentially the same he updates the additions just to say okay now these are the new stats or whatever but, that's what but in terms does as well but no mostly changes from five no, 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 to, no. to fast 
800 and all kinds. He just, he keeps changing the particular thing he's pushing, right? I think you should be certified after watching 10,000 hours of YouTube on a particular. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the angles. Then what's, I, fast I, what's fast 800? Fast 800 is, here he goes, 800 calories a day, which I don't know how anyone sustains. Like, I, like you know, like yeah. it's too hard unless you then do it with a family. It's, it's close to impossible. Hence why a lot of people still do 5-2. But it's also like because because well, that is different though. The five two is different to fast eight hundred. But still, calorie. It's still it's still. Oh, okay. So you're saying you're reducing calorie content. You're just doing it instead of. I'm just oh, saying he's okay, re, okay, he's okay, just repackaging saying. things and selling it as a new idea. Whereas it's just not. It's it's. I feel there's something just a bit unsettling for me to see someone who constantly keeps bringing new things out without like you know sticking to something that he believes in oh not believes in sorry sorry let me let me reframe this correctly it's like a if you go to a, a, a i don't know a mechanic that keeps telling you oh we fixed this but now we're gonna fix this and now we're gonna fix this and now we're gonna fix i just you, find that you, a little you bit mean, you mean a mechanic <laughs> that's that's what i said i use the word mechanic yeah yeah exactly so oh any mechanic you mean yeah no i just okay so the point being uh that that just uh if it works for people that's great but you know as you said 800 sounds impossible but i'm sure let's just wait about a year and he'll have another one that'll come out so we can see what that is well, i just think um, i always just think he does back it up with science i think that's the 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 issue that i have like people can say this is tried and tested which sure a lot of like people do that but the fact that he backs it up with science i don't know it just changes it, just, it for me Sure. Okay. But then going back to what I was trying to get to, which was the Mediterranean diet, wasn't that uh, essentially what we've come to understand is that if you look for the most balanced kind of diet, isn't it the Mediterranean diet that seems to be the one that's best bang for buck? Without less bread, hey, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, without the bread, pretty much that and the Japanese diet, like the seafood encompassing. But going yeah. back to the 800 diet, how can you get enough of what your body needs from 800 calories a day it sounds like you're pinching the garden hose all the time and not exactly much, and you then know? you're only supposed to do it until you get to your goal weight and then you go across to the mediterranean diet uh, which I is but, but i agree johnny because it's like you have to be so particular about what you eat and it has to be absolutely measured to the to the degree and you know you have to then plan it out to like like a level of control that to be honest, in today's lifestyle, and you know, Chuck, you know, even then, like a young family where you're just chasing your tail anyway, you, you just can't, you just can't do it. You can't do it, and I think, I think it's, and the five two leaves the door open for you to misbehave two days a week, <laughs> and it's, I just, I think it changes your uh, state of mind and allows you to be uh, crazy on those two days off. I, it, it all changed for me when I had a fundamental shift when I realized that. Uh, you have to change your lifestyle with food. Your relationship with food has to change the same way when someone stops drinking, they look in the mirror and they say, I have to stop drinking. I need to change my relationship with alcohol. I had to redefine how I look at food and how I envisage food. After 6 p.m., I generally, nine times out of 10, don't touch food until 12 p.m. the next day. Apart mm, yeah. from the one day a month where I might have a few beers or if the weather opens up during summer, it's the fundamental shift that has to happen within you to go, I need to change the way I look at food. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's when, a, when, it's when like a shift. shift. Yeah. When was that shift for you, Johnny? Uh, the, the main one was about 
10 years ago in London, I changed. Um, I, so I sat down 10 years ago. It was, I think it was Michael Mosley's first original book about food and dieting and fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I got, the fun, I got the fundamentals out of it. I mm. appreciated the core that he was saying. What spoke to me was the fact that he was saying that we're, we're primal creatures that we can eat once and not eat for four days because that's how we were engineered as human mm. beings on this planet when we roamed and hunted. And he also said something like when you eat food, there's a reason why you don't feel full for 20 minutes. It allows your brain to pack food into the belly so that you can sustain yourself for many days ahead because mm. the body is engineered too fast. It is built to fast. It knows how to fast. Right. So because it knows how to fast, I wanted to go back to that. And um, once I did that, it hurt for three to four weeks. But then I was able to get this wonderful rhythm. And now I'm in this wonderful groove where I pretty much only eat twice a day in a, yeah. in a four hour window at the moment. Go back to go back to the 10 years ago. Do you remember how did you got there? Did you gradually do it? Did you remember like, um, you know, did you start by saying, okay, I'm not going to eat till 12 o'clock or any of those kind of fasting windows? Any Were you drunk at the time? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I was I was definitely drinking a lot because it was the London comedy circuit. And, <laughs> and that's I, like a prerequisite. Yeah, it's a prerequisite. Yeah. And I definitely put on a lot of weight around the belly and um yeah, I definitely took baby steps in. And that's the crucial thing. You've got to take baby steps in. It's like stand-up. Your first gig isn't going to be 45 minutes. So why the <laughs> fuck are you doing an 18-hour fast? Like, that's, that's a brutal, one. man. What the fuck are you doing to yourself? That's, <laughs> that's a Your good stomach one. does not understand that. So I started doing uh, 12-hour fasts first, which is not that hard man mm. 12 hours is not hard you stop eating at eight o'clock at night you start again at eight in the morning right yeah. that's yeah. not yeah. hard and then i did that religiously for a week uh two weeks sorry and then after two weeks you can increase it i, I went to 14 hours and then 16 and then 18 and then you can do uh um 18 quite easily and yeah. now I'm, at the moment i'm doing 20 and I haven't read enough. I haven't read enough. I'm not sure what your guy, what your take is on this, but prolonged fasts that go for three to five days. They say that once you reach 72 hours of fasting, the body starts manufacturing stem cells. It starts um, ridding the body of uh, cancerous material. Um, but I haven't read enough about that. Yeah, yeah that's and, very and contentious. That's a very contentious topic because we um, we've talked about that in the past, haven't we, Dylan? Mm. Probably that's probably the uh, probably some of the most amount of feedback we've got. I got uh, into trouble. I, as in, I, I my my body went into trouble by because uh, I I did seventy two hours, I think it was, and really? at the, and at the just forty water, right? Just, just water, water, yeah. and maybe black coffee from memory, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but on the 48 hours mark, I went for a 10 K run and I felt, wow. I felt really great. And I was like, it was just testing my body to see, you know, on zero. Cause I used to be the type of person that was like, Oh, if I haven't had breakfast, I can't study. I can't go to work. I have to, I need a full stomach to operate. And then all of a yeah. sudden I just wanted to see what I can do at 48 hours. And I was able to do 10 K quite. And it, there was this weird sense of clarity and vision looked better and everything was nice. And then, uh, 
the last, I decided after 10K, I'm like, fuck, I'll sprint 1K. And I just went, banged it, right? And then I got, came home and my body just started shutting down because there was just no nutrients to sustain that, that, that sprint. And I was just on the couch, like wanting to throw up, but I didn't have anything to throw up. You know what I mean? And the whole room was spinning. It was pretty fucked up. I still didn't break the diet, uh, sorry, the fast, uh, because I wanted to push through and see what happens with my body. And then the next day I did 72 hours. So, um, so how did you feel? I never did it again. (laughs) So, so the lesson would be if I were to attempt something like that again, is I would, uh, I think I would limit it at 24 hours because I think psychologically, Johnny, what helped me was as someone who considers himself a uh, bad with willpower or uh, overeating and and indulging, it felt like reminding myself that should I choose to, I can, you know, I cannot give into it for 24 hours. It was more of like a mental uh, yeah. reminder that I have this capability and I'm not this, you know, overreading, you know, lacking willpower person that I keep telling myself I am, you know? And, and also, think- Johnny, also, just on that as well, as like I did a similar thing where I built up, started at 12, and I built all the way up to 72 hours. But it was brought to my attention as well, which, you know, you read a bit further is sometimes that can be like a, a trigger point or a starting point for people uh, with eating disorders. Yeah. And so, and so, and the one that's quite common from that is it, that you build up and then you actually get addicted to the fact that you can do 72 hours. And then when you get there, uh, you, you binge really hard and that can sometimes trigger, you know, stuff like bulimia or stuff like that, which, you know, there was a point where I'm like, Oh wow. That, you know, I didn't want to put myself in that position that, you know, I was not, not encouraging other people because we always just talk about our own experiences on this pod, but, at the same time, I was, I was, I was, I think I could see myself, you know, forming not an addiction to it, but a, a real craving for it. And I just didn't right. think that was healthy. I think I developed um, the antithesis of that. I developed a rather calm meditative state where after mm. such a prolonged fast, I was able, I remember ordering um, a bowl of sashimi and feeling completely full afterwards and at peace with myself that I could mm. only live on this piece of fish and yeah. sustaining me. And I had this wonderful calmness and stillness in my mind. And going back to what you did, um, uh, Dill, they recommend that you, you don't do physical exercise so extreme if you're doing a 72-hour fast. Um, you sort of just slowly go through it and you, you, you're meant to be drinking... Um, mineral water because in 72 hours your your body will lose a lot of trace elements and key um so the b- best way to replenish them is with mineral water black coffee <laughs> yeah well yeah what uh, mineral water me uh, what is it that's in as opposed to stuff from the tap you mean like yes yeah, so like um San Pellegrino is my go oh someone's doing okay for themselves yeah so it's <laughs> <laughs> But it's got like it's got like <laughs> potassium and all the fundamental trace elements. Right. The body is pissing out in yes. a twenty-four-hour fast. You're just flushing that fucking shit out. So you got to constantly be putting back calcium, potassium, mm. um, sodium, all these things. Sodium right. cramping because people do seventy-two-hour fasts and they cramp up and they feel like shit. Nine times out of ten, they're losing essential minerals. So that's why they say just drink mineral water. Yeah, and, and don't do a huge fucking run. But when you reach that moment of clarity, when you hit 48 hour fasts, like you felt amazing and you felt clear in your own words, you had this sense of clarity. They, uh, Michael Mosley originally was saying that that is because 
your brain is wiring itself to find prey because you're hunting. You haven't eaten for oh, long. That actually does add up. Like that makes intuitive sense. And that's yeah. that's what I, yeah, yeah. And that's when I went through fasting. I go, that's a tick. I feel clear. I feel like once the initial hunger pang left, I was like, man, I feel so fucking good. And he was saying, that's why you feel good because you're hunting, man. You're looking for fucking food. And there's a reason why the human eye can see more shades of green than any other color because we're hunting in amongst all these leaves. Yeah. You know? And when I see that 7-Eleven in the distance, I hunt it down. I, I get in there. <laughs> I, see that, I see those colors and I'm like, I know there's a slurpy machine in there. I, I, I reckon the, also the fundamental difference between you, uh, what you did and what I did, Johnny, is, uh, is the gradual, I think. You know what I mean? I think you, you really looked at it in a long-term timescale or maybe consciously or unconsciously it wasn't like a rush to a finish line that you were doing. You were, you know, recalibrating your entire lifestyle on a, like a 10 year horizon almost, you know what I mean? So by doing it that way, the body gets a chance to slowly adapt to what's happening to it. So that over time, it's not a shock to the system where when you start refeeding, right. It, the body's just going to start absorbing it and had like chucking it all back on because it went into shock. Uh, when you go, whereas if you do it gradually, it's like, oh, this is the new equilibrium. And you held and then, that for two weeks yep. and then it's the next equilibrium. And then it's the next one. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's yeah, just walk your way into the deep end, man. Yeah. 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 And I, it's funny how I struggle to do that with food, even though I was able to do it with exercise, because I started by literally walking, you know, I, every, you know, for like two weeks, I just walked and then slowly added like one minute of running and then suddenly one and a half minutes of running. And then in 20 months did a marathon, but it's because I'd slowly incrementally added what I was putting on my body. But mm. I somehow with food, it's almost like, I think I work in a two binary kind of context. I'm like, either I'm super hardcore or I'm fucking binging, you know, and I can't, and I'm working towards trying to rewire that. Mm. Yeah, um, and, and Johnny as well, it's like, I don't know, because that sense of clarity, when I built up to it, it the, the sense of clarity, which is bizarre, I, I, again, it kind of creeped me out a bit, but I found that quite addictive. Like, you know, even though I knew it was what my, you know, the example you gave, that my brain is doing something, there's a little clarity. I just was like, wow, could I feel this all the time? How do I feel this without doing this? Or is this the only way I can do this? And while I was building up to it, I noticed the one thing that helped me as well was like, I think that was the, when I was really doing more meditation. So even then I remember doing, when I did the, the 48 one, I'd go to the Buddhist temple uh, here in Brunswick. And I remember I did like a 45 minute um uh, not guided meditation, but meditation on my own with just the bells. And I just remember just coming out of that going, I feel amazing. Like the, the level of clarity plus the fact that I can meditate. And But I went in there thinking, oh, this will be an hour to kill where I don't think I'm hungry. And then I think after that, I think the rest of the 48-hour fast, I was fine. But I remember that when I, when I did it and I, and I ate again, I felt so like I remember just eating too quickly. I remember feeling sick. I think I got a headache. And it was that same thing where it's like, like that kind of practice you build up over time but also at the start there's always so many like things that you have to like you're eating straight away and that quickly will make you feel physically ill but you don't know that until you actually do it yeah exactly so so how how often do you do it now uh pretty much uh four times every day it's a lifestyle for me because I originally tried the five, two, but the five, two was no good for me because, uh, 
I felt hungry and starving yeah. at the time because my stomach would expand on the days off because I'd fill it with more food. And then, yeah. um, yeah, when I was fasting, it was constantly craving food. So I now do a minimum of 18 hours. Yeah. And at the moment, a couple of times a week, I'll do 20. Yeah. And sometimes maybe once every two, three weeks, I'll do 24. But yeah. there's a transition. And in summer, I go down to 16-hour fasts because yeah. the weather's nicer. The gigs are, I don't know, there's beer flowing. It's more yeah. fun. You know, mm. so I enjoy that. I give myself, I love the transience of seasons. And then winter, I go in, I reflect more. I do deeper fasts, longer fasts, more meditation, more writing. And then summer, I come out. I do less fasting, more food, more beer, more performing. Yeah, that's, in I, I really, really, really love it because you're sort of like, you know. Changing with the seasons. Changing with the seasons. Like and, and, yeah. and you're giving, again, it's like you're on a longer time horizon rather than just going, I need to, you know, lose 10 kilos in 10 weeks. So any of that stuff that I kind of, you know, I tend to gravitate towards. It's more like, well, no, no, this is how we do. This is this period. This is our, you know, fasting season. And this is our, you know, enjoying life and reminding ourselves that, you know, we still have to live. And in your feeding period, regardless of what length it is, do you give yourself any restrictions or are you just now um you allow yourself whatever you want um at the moment i allow myself whatever i want um oh actually no so i shouldn't say that i'm currently in a period where i don't have i'm not having sugar uh -huh. i don't like i don't i don't like sugar i don't like what it does sugar is like cocaine it's really it's expensive it's, yeah it's fucking <laughs> it, not as expensive, but fucking just what it does to the brain. I'm a, well, you could argue the cost of on the brain and the body is as expensive as cocaine hit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So at the moment, I'm not having a lot of sugar. I'm abstaining from sugar and I'm not eating a lot of carbs. I'm still having carbs, but not too many. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to do two meals a day, which is easy because I eat in a four hour window when I do 20 hour fasts. Because then it, it's tricky with the with the drinking alcohol. Because a friend of mine said uh, he goes, yeah, nah. When it comes to getting pissed and wasted, I just do the five two. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, nah, just two days a week. I'm allowed to get fucked up. The other five weeks, no drugs, no alcohol. And I was like, so what you're telling me is you're just getting fucked up on the weekend? He's like, yeah, good point. Yeah, <laughs> just like every every majority of human beings. It was just like I love it. I was like, let me just package it into that way, and that'll make it sound more. I was like. No, you just on the weekends you get fucked up and the rest of the week you don't. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the problem is with our with our gen with our age bracket, it's like um it's uh, if I get fucked up on Sunday, oh. I'm not right until Wednesday, Thursday. Oh mentally. Just, yeah, hundred percent. So like, and then I mean and that's what I love when I see these younger comics. It's like they like, you know, like you know, like they're just getting on stage, getting absolutely plastered. And then, you know, they're going to bounce back within like 18 hours. And I was like, I, yeah. that could never, I could never, I, like, yes, I used to be able to do that, but now I could never, never do that. Like if I got absolutely wasted on a Sunday, Monday it would be hell. Don't even talk about Suicide Tuesday. And then maybe I'm recovering on Wednesday if I'm lucky. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. I think we're, we're all at that age now. The biggest, the light bulb moment for me was when I realized uh, when I worked with, elderly people at the pub where i pour beers part-time i was like yeah. seeing all their problems their ailments 
taking medication. I was like, holy fuck, man. I know everyone knows this, but it dawned on me that my body is a vehicle and I've got to drive this motherfucker to 90 without many breakdowns. So how do I do that? How do I get this vehicle to 90 without running off to a hospital every two to three months? Yeah. Like I want to enjoy my life at 60, like where I can go to Queensland or or go surfing in Sri Lanka or Indonesia and like jump up on a longboard at 65 Mm. and enjoy it, man. I can't jump up on a longboard now. It's killing me. You know, rather than fucking popping pills because I've got this liver dysfunction and, and all this shit. And that's another reason I fell in love with fasting because of autophagy, how at 16 hours, the body starts self-cleansing itself and ridding itself of uh, certain toxins inside the liver and the kidneys because at 16 hours, you're not digesting anymore. All that's mm. done. So the body yeah. focuses on something else called autophagy, which is Greek for self-cleaning. So... Johnny, have you done any blood tests to compare? Like, have you, have you, did you do blood tests a while ago? Can you look back at blood tests? Like, you seem like you're in a good spot now, but um, have you, have you done anything to, you know, see the changes or be able to compare the changes? Yeah, the main, the main, with the Mediterranean diet being Greek that I am, we have bad cholesterol. So my biggest difference was everything, because I'm still relatively young um in in biologically speaking um i had bad cholesterol uh, very high bad cholesterol before i started um a, a strict fast and now yeah. after a year i've got a very good cholesterol and the bad cholesterol has completely lowered yeah 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 so there's that all oh, really? the good and bad cholesterol. so kind of even out is that what you're saying even out yeah um, um- can go back to that thing where you had that realization when you were, you know, seeing working with old people and stuff like that. And, and I love how you've, you know, flash forwarded into your sixties and things like that and trying to see what you want to do then. And now, you know, making choices uh, now that will pay off in 20 years time. And that's a fucking really impressive thing to do because so many of us are just looking short term. What's the immediate satisfaction I can get right now. Uh, whether it's popping pills or, you know, eating KFC all the time. And so for you, how does those things that you want to do in your 60, what let's move away from nutrition and go towards like exercise and diet. What are the things that you're doing now that you, you have come to understand will benefit you like pay dividends in your, in, in your sixties? Well, the main one, being careful of sugar, treating sugar in the drug category, not too much. Oh, okay, right. I treat treat sugar like a narcotic. Like Mm. if I'm going to have a donut, I'll enjoy it and fucking have a great time. But if you have a donut all the time, it's going to be bad for you. It's like if you have drugs all the time, it's bad for you, man. But if <laughs> I look, I and that and like that comparison is a lot, but it always just makes it just always makes me laugh. Just the idea of just being at a club, going, "What do you got?" and just like bringing out a glazed donut in a bag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just going, "Hey, can we can we let's go to the bathroom? Let's go to the bathroom <laughs> Shel- and shelve a fucking donut." or just the idea of of, of bumping a donut just sticking a key into the donut and just shoving it into your mouth yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no what but but what about in terms of uh exercise yeah um sorry i was uh, yeah uh so long-term abstinence from sugar or rather like looking carefully at sugar um uh daily exercise routine um 
my, because I have a, a disc problem in my back, unfortunately, I'm confined to a swimming pool, so I can't yeah. run. So what I do is um, uh, high intensity training. So I'll only swim. I'll swim five to six days a week at the Brunswick outdoor pools. Hey. I swim for 20 minutes, um, but I'll swim one lap very intensely, like, like a shark is fucking on my tail. And then the next lap I'll cruise and then again and on and off, on and off for 20 minutes. And then I'll right. go into a sauna for about 15 minutes and then I feel fucking amazing. And that's all I do, man. And I do a little bit, I do a seven minute yoga routine in the morning predominantly for my lower back to stretch my yeah. vertebrae and get the blood flowing after a hot shower that's all i do and if i go surfing i'll surf on a longboard and i'll pop up and let several waves go by i, I won't go intense it's not high intense surfing um and that, that's what i do and then i of course fast so those things those three things fasting being careful of sugar swimming every morning um yeah, I feel amazing. And in summer, I loosen the reins a bit. Yeah, that's great. I, but also, I wish I, I could. I, like I is... wish sorry. I wish I could bottle up your 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 not even resilience, but your just adaptation and and your long term thinking, and just fucking drink that in the morning. Because again, that idea that you've got back issues, uh, and that resonated with me obviously because I got severe back injury as yeah, well, we, uh, and yeah. we spoke about that. And and it's funny how like. Uh, my relationship with exercise and my body means that with the back injury and with the heart attack and all of that, it, I'm falling into a, a pit of just like feeling negative about doing anything as opposed to focusing on what, well, what can I do then? You know, and yeah. what you said is you go, I have a back injury. Okay. So therefore I can't run, but I'll, I'll still get this swim out. And then even when I'm doing that, I'll do it in a, in a conscious way where I'm like, all right, I'll do this lab this way. And then the cruise for the next one. So I really, really, I guess envious in a way of, of what you're doing, but it's also quite inspiring. Yeah. Cool, and, man. And, and, but also Johnny as well as like, you're content with it. That's what I find addictive. Like you're content with being at that level. It's doing your wonders. You're doing your great. Like you said, maybe sure you can't go on a short board and carve up and take a barrel for 20 seconds, but you're happy to be on the long board. And I think sometimes I really like, I need to do that. Like, my ankle has not been the same and it is just hurting and I can't even drive a manual anymore at the moment. Yeah, right. But I'm like, I'm like, I actually need to accept the fact that maybe my squash days are over, but what isn't over is uh, actually being able to, you know, maybe play a little bit of, uh, or, or still play footy with my son or still be competitive enough to play a little bit of soccer in short spurts. Be really grateful for that and be content with that because I could lose that. But like, like I just love that because you're like, it works. It works for me. It's um, I'm content with that. And then again, you add the long-term goal of, I don't want to be that guy who's at the other side of the bar, just having painkillers and beer to, to, you know, not feel the pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's within you, man, as comedians, we're, uh, we're, we're privy to a, a, adaptation where one thing as comedians, yeah. you know how to do is to adapt to the environment that we're playing, the room, the structure, the setup. You can just carry that ability to adapt into your personal life. You know, you can't run anymore because your ankles. So you adapt or play squash. You do something different. Mm. Yeah, no, 100%. I love it. I love that, Johnny. And also just that sort of calm approach to it rather than, you know, because it, it doesn't mean you can't, can't have goals. Like, you know, like I, you know, I'm, you know, the six-pack dream. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I think about it as well, Dilly. Yeah. And, but, you know, I sometimes think, well, you know, I'd have to invest a lot of time, a lot of energy. 
Um, and at the moment now, I'm going to invest that time elsewhere. Um, mm. You know, because it's not as like here's the thing: any of those things, any goal you have, I think it's important to question the goal and question why you want that goal and what it is you're seeking from achieving that goal. Because we don't, I don't, I know. Okay, let me speak for myself. I shouldn't say we. I don't question where I get my validation often enough. I need to keep going back to going, okay, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for me because it's something that I want to do and something that would bring fulfillment to me? Or am I doing this because it's a sort sort of validation that that is unhealthy? You know what I mean? And just questioning those things. And it's never necessarily one thing's good or bad or anything like that. No, it's just about making sure that you're not on autopilot or you're not being, you know, uh, uh, you're taking that choice away from you because of whatever, let's say, you know, social media or whatever has told you you need to look a certain way and you're just trying to fulfill that uh, that that criteria rather than something that you actually want to do. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And Johnny, no, totally. And Johnny, with your clarity and and the headspace that you're at, there's so much balance and 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 um, content, as Ben said. Is that something you've worked on in the last few years? Like, what what is your practice when it comes to mental wellness? Uh, it, I think it all started a couple of years ago when I did mushrooms for the first time. Um, and I just had this ability to, uh, I think I was, I just realized less can be more. Um, and yeah. you really, yeah, it's just like this whole. Can you mess- expand on that? What do you mean by that? Um, less can be more. So what, what mushroom? So it, it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a, a, a portobello experience. <laughs> Um, where did you get them? Or was it in Redfern? <laughs> uh, I got them. I got them from uh, Warren Dyke, and I took them in Rye, um, yeah. which is on the Mornington Peninsula. So it's very picturesque, very calm. And ha- how how did you do it? Did you boil them? Did you did you just cut them up? Did you fry them? How how did you do just it? Just ate them. Yeah, I just ate them. Okay, yeah. so it yeah. tastes so like, you knew- tastes like a walnut. Yeah, and uh, and and how does the mushroom look like? It's it's the one with the the yellow ring around the top. Is that is that? Uh, the, the yeah, mushroom? it's like a slight yellow tinge, and yep. if they bruise blue, they're good. You know, they're mushy. Yeah. So, yeah, I took. Uh, I don't have big trips. I don't like to go too deep, but I took one or. I, I this is what I recommend: always take one only, and wait an hour. And if that is still not enough then eat another one um don't just Uh, i'm gonna jump in here and just make sure everyone's quite aware that we're not like recommending it i just want to hear your journey with it because i'm someone who's most likely let's just say in the very much looking at you know getting some and trying mushrooms for the first time but very much so in that almost lack of a better word on that medicinal or expanding my way of thinking perspective rather than chasing a a you know a trip if that makes sense so yeah but so continue on so you you start you take one and you just and just on that note as well it's like picking mushrooms yourself in the wild is also can be extremely dangerous because you need to know exactly and and illegal (laughs) uh, yeah well uh but the thing about it is just also when you do do it uh it's you you need yeah you need a lot of research you need to know because yeah people you know die because they pick the wrong mushrooms like this one's pretty this one looks magical yum 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 yeah (laughs) so continue man so when did you first do them well yeah i did it a couple of years ago and i think everyone's journey is different maybe i could have reached the same conclusion with a counselor but my story (laughs) 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 that's so fucking funny in this case 
In this case, it was just a lot cheaper. Mushrooms <laughs> just put me straight on the freeway, man. Oh, fucking funny. Mushrooms put me straight on the freeway to progression. Um, because oh, it's funny. not a um, it's not it's not a unique story. It's it's ubiquitous. It's um, I'm a stand-up comedian. Uh, I suffer anxiety. I don't know when the next joke is coming. I don't know when the next piece of gold is coming. I'm struggling to write better material, to open doors, to perform in better clubs, to get better. And this weighs on me and this gives me a tremendous sense of anxiety and frustration and it seizes me up. And when it seizes me up, I can't perform fluid and free and I have all these issues. And is the promoter gonna like me and all that? So it's a very normal story for comedians to have. And then I felt like when I took the mushroom, it's just a boring story, man. It just made me appreciate something you've always heard before. Um, you're alive. There's this beautiful ocean in front of you. You're not in a war-torn country. You have food in the fridge. Yeah. Um, you have your health. Um, you have a beautiful mother that loves you, a father that loves you. You have siblings. You have friends. You have cousins. You have love. It flows between you and your friends. You share love. Um, you've been in love. Um, uh, we're all somehow connected. Um, this is a big mystery, how the universe happened. Where are we headed? We're, we're apes, but we can understand and appreciate that we're atoms that click together. And the atoms that make me make the trees, make the sand. This is quite an interesting journey that we're on. So just uh, sit back a bit and just enjoy it. Enjoy mm. the buzz of performing. Enjoy the buzz of landing a big joke and hearing the room erupt into laughter because tomorrow you could get hit by a car or you could get cancer and you could die and then it's all going to be gone. So with fasting, I was able to bring myself to a minimum state level where I appreciated just a beautiful bite of a fresh fish and that mm. felt full. And mushrooms made me realize that just breathing is enough and having your senses aware, looking around that it, it's enough. You don't need to add more things. You don't need to have um, the best material. You don't need to have the best, yummiest donut. You don't need to have houses and cars. You just need to have the moment right now and be calm in it, you know? Mm. And, that's, and that's amazing, Johnny. It's that's amazing. It. And it was I felt like I was having a trip again. Yeah. Like just and, being, being, being present, like a guided, a guided trip without actually munching on the mushroom. Yeah. And, and the great thing is, uh, what I will say is, yeah, you're right. Mushrooms are illegal. But unlike any other drug, man, I have, I've only done mushrooms once this year and mm. I've got access to them. Yeah. 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 And, and why I, don't I do it? Because I don't need to know anything more i know mm. i know i just I remember you know you remember you telling me something quite fascinating in the process as well where you tend to did you say you journal or you kind of pause write out some questions that are that are on your mind you actually physically write it out before you yeah that, that, so can you talk through us talk, talk talk us through what you did there you just write that what I what I read well, it's not my idea, but you just write before a mushroom trip, you 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 abstain from alcohol, you abstain from sugar, you bring your body to a resting state where it's not um, uh, addicted to anything like uh, sugar or uh, indulgence of food. And you just write down what what are the issues that are in your life right now that you're not happy with? Uh, mm -hmm. I'm overweight. 
Why am I overweight? Um, why am I, um, I'm, I'm fighting with my partner a lot. Why am I fighting with my partner a lot? Why did I, why did I snap at her for, um, I don't know, hanging the bath towel and not putting it in the laundry basket? Because there's a fundamental, re you're not angry at your partner for tossing the towel on the floor. You're there's a deeper reason why you snap right. at your partner. And mushrooms helps you go through that and I just, I'm angry at her because she threw the towel on the bath. No, when you take mushrooms and there's no ego, you realize, oh, fuck, I, maybe we're not connecting much anymore. And you can find a fundamental reason why things are happening. So you just jot them down. And, yeah, right. And yeah, and I had my own, yeah. When people explore that world, it's, yeah, you can do all the research. But also you need to have all, you know, you need to have the right people around you and the right controls around you. Because again, ultimately it is still illegal mm. and for a reason. So anyway, mm. let's take some mushrooms now. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, and and so uh, Johnny, where are you to, to sort of take us out? Uh, where are you out, uh, at now with your, with alcohol and, and, and those types of like, you know, drugs and uh, not mushrooms, but like say party drugs or anything like that. Have you, you, you know, you sort of talked about how you look in the future and you're like, oh, these things are going to affect my ability to surf at 60. What's um, what, what are you finding your approach to say something like booze at the moment? Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of like in winter, I abstain a lot more, I mm -hmm. think. So um, yeah, I'm not really drinking at all. Um, I'll have a couple of uh, neat whiskeys um, a couple mm -hmm. of times a week, one or two. That's about it um I, I don't i'm not drinking beer at the moment i've had a six pack that's sitting in the fridge for a couple of months um yeah. i'm just in this period of abstinence um and sugar i'm not really touching sugar at all do you miss sugar much Nah, not now were you ever a sweet tooth or yeah i mean yeah. it was just part and parcel of the day wasn't it yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know it's it's in our vernacular you have dessert it's just dessert like and is that is that sugar including fruit or I oh, know fruit, fruit is, um, I'm, I, I have fruit every day. Yeah. So it's just processed yeah. sugar or like, yeah. 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 Sugar, fruit, which is in everything. Yeah. Inclu it's, including honey. Uh, no, I don't, I don't have honey unless right. I have tea before right. during my window. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fruit, fruit and stuff. It's all right. And, yeah, um, fasting, just tea on its own. Yeah. So black tea. Yeah. I was going to say, that's right. When we we're talking about the fast, I was going to ask you about, so something like black coffee. Okay. During a fast, as far as from, from what your understanding is. Yeah. But what blood coffee, sorry, uh, black coffee does not raise your blood sugar. So um, one thing I didn't mention is uh, you, you to be an effective to fast effectively, you need to not raise your insulin levels. Mm. So you've got to eat food in your window that doesn't spike your blood sugars yeah. because that's going to make you feel a lot hungrier. So black coffee doesn't spike your insulin. Um, and another thing with tea, I have a lemon balm in the evenings that lowers your cortisol right. levels in your body, which is stress. And that helps me sleep better and I mix it with chamomile. So pepper. say that again, lemon, um, what? Lemon balm. balm. What's lemon balm? It's also, it's, is it, you get it from the supermarket or pharmacy? Uh, you, I got it. I had to go to a tea. A tea, tea place. Yeah, tea place. Yeah. Okay. Lemon it's pretty, balm. It's an intense smell. Okay. Yeah, it's intense, like it's very. Anything that can lower my stress, I'm, I'm so keen to hear. Lemon yeah. balm. Because um, oh, cortisol, a... anything that raises stress. Yeah. Produces cortisol, 
okay so it, so it comes in a little like uh you can get it as tea bags or you seem to be able to get like little uh droplets where you can drop is that how you do it i, I just buy a bag of uh tea leaves from t2 right. my point right. it's got a whole bundle yeah i'll just tuck yep. it in a diffuser and away the, i go yeah the quiet mind tea bag gift mm. <laughs> all right i'll look into that one Excellent. And uh, um, Tom, and awesome. what can people uh, thank you first of all for doing this, Johnny? This uh Johnny, very informative. I reckon one of the most informative episodes yeah, fun. we've had in a while. I know, I know. I, I'm really wanting to I just to... I just love this shit. I love tweaking the I love working on the body the same way I work on my material, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, Constantly yeah. tweaking well done, stuff, man. you know. And yeah, changing yeah, yeah. this, changing that. Um and, yeah. and if people haven't seen Johnny perform live he's an absolute crusher we uh yeah. we've done so many gigs together and it's yeah. never you almost never not crush and that's inc- it's incredible um where can yeah, people and also take on just i love that idea of tweaking um and try and just change the piece of well, johnny so maybe the next time i roll my ankle i'll just call it a callback <laughs> <laughs> he's just doing the same gear he's doing rope <laughs> <laughs> um hey uh where can people find you johnny cats where, where yeah. would you like people to our listeners to be directed to you if they want to follow more uh probably uh my instagram at, Jan- at johnny cats comedian and mm-hmm. uh, if you want to see me i'm usually at the comics lounge uh the end of the month yeah and um you have a pot you've been doing some pods yourself yeah it's just a one-on-one chat with comedians it's called the johnny cats pod you can find it on my instagram or my um facebook page johnny cats k-a-t-s for sam not zed um and uh yeah and that's it thank you excellent all right thank you our listeners as well uh no no live shows to plug as much anymore because the two are officially finished in darwin the delicious so thank you to thank you to the feedback darwiners who came out i really appreciate uh, uh yeah, they've, they've come out they uh they do come out as well and hey Dil, remember uh end of october we'll be gigging together oh yeah tell people about that so uh from the uh 26th till the 29th Dil and i will be at the comics lounge will be emceeing i have the rare opportunity of headlining um so so come check that out we're going to be there uh the whole week and uh and yeah just come out so it's a good chance it's not often sometimes fitbit listeners get quite excited when we're both on the same yeah. bill but it doesn't happen very often yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, so we're just either on the other sides of the country or we're you know both you know yeah so yeah, if you want to know that start putting that in your diary now book a ticket head to uh either uh head to the comic sounds website and Maybe you've been lucky enough to see Johnny there. Too. Yeah, exactly. I should, I should, I should. That's a good point as well. Uh, that uh, that'll be really fun. It's always a fun thing when we sort of um, a get to gig together as well. But uh, yeah, come and check out yeah. uh, if you've never seen, uh, you know, Benny at the lounge. It's a fucking great opportunity to see him yeah. rush for thirty minutes. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, thank you. It's going to be fun. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks, Take care, everybody. Love thanks, you all. Bye bye. Take care. Thanks. Bye.